Prime Day is coming July 11th and 12th with two days of epic deals exclusively for Prime members. You'll feel like a winner. Behind door number three is amazing deals. Deals from electronics to decor. It's on Prime Day. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Pop Culture University, the university where you learn everything going on in the world of pop culture and see what life lessons you can learn from it for your own life. Educational, inspirational. How could it be better than that? Oh, right. I know. Having the sexiest host in North America. I heard there's a sexier one overseas, but in North America, I'm the number one bitch. My name is Patty Eminger. You may know me as Patty Pop Culture from TikTok. Just hit 3.2 million followers on there. Check me out. Um, I'm assuming you already have if you're here, though. I hope you guys had a really good Valentine's Day. Um, Maybe you went on a date. Maybe someone bought you a cute little gift. Maybe you got proposed to. You asked someone to be in a relationship with you. My Valentine's Day was awful. I think I realized I was the side chick. And today, the 16th, would have been my one-year anniversary with my ex, um so not the most amazing valentine's day for me like someone i was talking to like sent me a text that said happy valentine's day but that's like all they sent me that day so i was like oh wow they literally hate me they may as well punched me in the face with sending me that text and i kind of realized we've been fading out a little so i'm like i think that's the last text he's ever gonna send me (laughs) and we haven't talked since valentine's day so I think I was right. What an odd last text to send to someone, though. Again, we know, though, I'm on my celibate journey. And I'm not an incel. This is is voluntary celibacy, okay? We'll see how long that goes. But anyway, we got some crazy tea for y'all today in class. I'm going to do a lot of updates from stories that we've previously talked about because, oh my god, there's so much new tea, crazy-ish to that I like I can't just not speak about so we're going to update about the Megan the Stallion Tory Lane situation we're updating about Camila Cabello's love life we're going to talk about some crazy tea with Billie Eilish getting the cops called on her to her house a Britney Spears is she dead update uh Sam Smith getting harassed a whole bunch of crazy shit and then we're going to talk about two conspiracy theories or three that I think are absolutely 100% true and they're very relevant to what's going on in the world right now so i said hmm now is the perfect time to bring back a little conspiracy theory up in this bitch so get excited before we get into it make sure you rate this podcast five star on spotify apple podcast leave a cute little review screenshot yourself listen to it post it to your instagram story and tag me i'll hit you up tuesday friday class never forget step on your right foot don't forget it tell everyone tell your city's mayor tell your cashier at trader joe's tell the whole world and in class you better get in your seats and pay attention to the front of the room because pop culture university has just begun take your seats
we're kind of just gonna riff through a news update right now like kind of how they do the weekend news on snl i love that segment of the show michael che and um who's the other bland white man who literally is the most boring human to look at in the world colin jose who's marrying to the other most boring human to look at in the world scarlett johansson oh my god their kid is gonna come out of her looking like just a white pasty board with no obvious gender expression when they get older or no distinctive features and they can play any role in hollywood like that baby is gonna look like an ai maria the robot (laughs) that actually just gave me chills how scary that child will look anyway the first thing i need to talk about is those ugly fucking boots that i am seeing all over the internet and this is not another pandemic that i'm going to let happen i'm 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 taking a stand. I'm putting my foot down, but I'm putting my foot down wearing my cute bunny slippers, not wearing those ugly ass red mischief boots that every celebrity thinks they're cool by wearing right now, but they actually just look like a bunch of fucking clowns. They literally look like something that Kanye West would wear. And anything paying homage to Kanye makes me really suspicious of you. So I don't know if you've seen these boots. They are the big red, like, bricky boots that look like they're made out of rubber that you're seeing on tiktok instagram um it seems like every celebrity in the world has them right now and it's made by the same brand that made those devil shoes with lil nas x that they got sued for if that tells you anything about it clearly these shoes are probably also uh affiliated with the devil because of how demonically ugly they are but not only Do they look like you're wearing inflated clown shoes? They're also $1,800. So why is everyone still buying them? Really, you're going to buy almost $2,000 shoes to fit in with a trend. And I just can't respect anyone who buys them. Like, you need a conservatorship if that's what you're going to spend your money on. You need to be brought to court and all your rights need to be taken away from you and someone needs to handle your money if you're going to buy those shoes. I'm sure you guys have seen them. You know what I'm talking about? The one where you look like you're in Super Mario World or they literally look like the tunnels in Super Mario World. I refuse to embrace them as a trend. I saw Iggy Azalea have them, Sierra have them. They're all fucking over and I just will not join in on pretending that they're cute so there could be a new popular trend going on they look like papa smurf shoes and they look like you would trip going up anything because the rubber would just get caught on shit and you will get planted on your face and maybe some sense will get knocked into you if you do fall while you're wearing those shoes and you can try to resell them for an equal value please don't buy the mischief shoes or i will be triggered that's my opinion on them maybe you think they're cute maybe you think they're stylish or um groundbreaking but those shoes do not have the vernacular that you think they do they are old maiden type shoes and they are not meant to be worn on a beautiful woman or man's foot so i would not get them i will hit you with my car if you buy those shoes someone who i know would never buy those shoes is megan the stallion because she is college educated and she would never play herself like that and thank god megan the stallion is back I was so worried about her because she has not posted anything on anywhere or even been seen out in public for months after the whole Tory Lanez case went down. She hasn't posted anything on Instagram since November. 
And I was like, oh my God, is she okay? Did Tori Lane's crazy dad go and find her? Is she doing okay? Is she well? Uh, we know she's under Jay-Z's management now. So did the Illuminati get her? Are they working on the Megan clone 2.0? I was so worried. Like, did she not decide to come back ever because she's had enough of those clown-ass men playing with her on Twitter? And she decided that we don't deserve her anymore. I don't know. But she is back finally. She made an appearance at her own birthday party this weekend. How lovely. She's celebrating life. She's loving. She's living. She's picking it up. So she actually had a surprise party. I don't know who threw it but uh, or like where it was or anything, but she looked so good. She looked so happy. She had the full bust down, the full um, beat on her face, the tight outfit, the titties was popping, the ass was looking good. She was looking amazing, just happy and healthy. And I was so happy because no one makes me feel more confident than Megan Thee Stallion. And I just want the best for her always. Like truly listening to her music has changed my life in some weird way. I've listened to a lot of rap girls and a lot of pop girls. But for some reason, when I listen to Megan's song, this whole other side of me gets unlocked where I feel some sort of like passionate aggressive self-love that i never have before it's not self-love on a small scale it's self-love on like i will kill anyone who tries to tell me that i am not the baddest bitch in the world i don't know her lyrics just brainwashed me almost like i'm truly a different person after her third album came out it's like there was a bc and an ad in my life but not like before christ and after death it's like it's like bm and am before megan and after megan she's influenced me that much i feel like she's so good at complimenting herself and because of that when i sing the words back it makes me feel like i'm saying those compliments to myself like she must look in the mirror and give herself a hundred compliments a day and maybe we all need to start doing that because she'll say such creative lines in her raps like shout out to my pussy this little bitch the goat and an honorable mention to my throat like, wow, that that was so nice of her to say for herself and so creative. If she's Megan the Stallion, can I be Patty the Steed? I feel like I'm not tall enough to be Patty the Stallion, but I could embody a Steed pretty well. Let me Google a Steed right now to make sure it's something gorge. Yeah, a Steed is just like a cute little like muscular horse. That's so me. Patty the Steed is going to be the new vibe for sure. I just think 2023 is going to be her year. And now that I know that those demonic men couldn't keep her down and ruin her life and she's back and looking better than ever. Her revenge body is on 10. I just know next year is going to be her year. Her ops are in the past locked behind bars. You know, they're trapped and frozen in time and for an undisclosed amount of time we're not sure yet yeah tory lanes was supposed to be sentenced on january 27th clearly it is past then we have not heard of a sentence it's pissing me off i want to celebrate his downfall and that's important that's an important piece of information for me to do so so i'd appreciate if the judge can hurry up but at least he's still behind bars and megan is not so there's this really crazy rumor going on about megan that she is pregnant i'm not sure if you heard that but it was all over the news, like, right after the Tory Lanez case ended. People were saying Megan is in hiding because she doesn't want to deal with the press right now and because she's pregnant and she doesn't want to announce it to the world yet. So that would mean that her and her boyfriend, Partisan, are expecting their first child together. Now, that wouldn't really surprise me because her and Party have been together for 
a long time. They seem like a pretty good team. They seem to have a tumultuous relationship online. She's always tweeting that they may be in a fight right now or she has some beef with her man. But like Cardi B said, you got to argue with him because a man likes a toxic bitch. So maybe that's why they fight. Either way, I feel like fighting also brings couples closer together sometimes um, in a healthy way. So I think their relationship is pretty good and I wouldn't mind her being pregnant right now. She can pull a Cardi and still be the one of the biggest girls while also pregnant and they can make a new version of WAP together. But instead of wet ass pussy, it could be winning and pregnant or it could be wide ass pussy, you know, when you give birth. <laughs> anyway... At her birthday party, she looked really slim waist, thick booty, Coke bottle. So it doesn't seem like she's pregnant. The waist is giving flat tummy tea. It's giving Ozempic. So I think she is not pregnant. So that clears that up. Now, the next thing I want to talk about is another tumultuous relationship in Hollywood. And that is Miss Camila Cabello and her man, Austin Kevich. So they were dating for eight months. Austin Kevich is a hottie. I think I've talked about him before on here. He's so cute. He's giving like Noah Centineo if he had more than three brain cells. You know, he it looks like there's some intelligence behind those eyes. Whereas with Noah Centineo, it really just looks like a deep, dark abyss of fuck boy right behind his gaze. And uh, getting involved with Noah Centineo would really be my 13th reason, if you know what I'm talking about. But Austin was giving that rugged... Uh, really boyish kind of like scraggly but charming vibe that Noah gives but he's just seems like he really had it all together he's the CEO of Locks Club which is a exclusive dating app kind of like Raya that you have to be like invited to I'm on a very exclusive dating app called Grinder, where you have to be exceptionally gross and it's not really easy to be on there not anyone can do it so I'm also on a really exclusive dating app i've never been invited to locks club unfortunately um but yeah he was giving like the more rugged version of sean mendes which i think could be healthy for her she doesn't have to fight over who's going to be the bottom every night so i was really rooting for them but they unfortunately broke up oh after only eight months of dating that's pretty long though like that's enough time where you can really feel it out to see if it's truly worth it truly going to be something that is like a like a soulmate type of vibe so i think that's a good time for them to break up maybe the way she pronounced christmas gave him the ick <laughs> it's giving last squeeze moist i gave you my heart but the very next day you fucked my best friend this year I'm fucking your dad. I'm also fucking your cousin. That's Cardi B's version of that song. I love Cardi B's version of that song. <laughs> anyway, it's giving that. And Austin actually announced his breakup with international pop, pop star Camila Cabello on his dating app. There was like a news update and a newsletter sent to all of the users that said that Austin Kevich is single again. <laughs> wow eager as fuck just blowing up yours and camila's breakup all over your app he's like you guys if you see me on here i am not cheating i'm just no longer with camila he didn't want any rumors to start flying or people to send screenshots of his dating profile to camila people did that with me and my boyfriend when we broke up 
they're like, oh, your boyfriend's ass is on Grinder again. And not like his figurative ass, like his ass is on Grinder, the, the, the screen again. And I was like, oh, no, we just broke up. Honestly, it's kind of smart. Maybe he used Camila while they were dating to get clout for his app. Do you guys think that? Because think about it. If he's the CEO of a dating app for meeting rich and famous, exclusive, you know, upper echelons. It would be good advertising to say, you know, oh, I'm with Camila Cabello. The CEO is with a huge pop star. Maybe I met her on this app. Like it's giving that successful relationship that you would want from work from using his app. So I hope he didn't because that would be awful. But wait, you guys, I just looked up Locks Club on the App Store and the description of the app says Locks Club is a members only dating club for people with ridiculously high standards. Oh my God. So now we know what type of man Camila Cabello was dealing with for the last eight months. You're free, girl. Run free. Never look back. <laughs> anyway, they're over. She gets to go out into the sea. And what are they saying? There's more fish in the sea. She gets to go date again. And maybe she can have better luck on Raya. But it'd be kind of awkward to use her own ex's dating app. I feel like he would like be on the switch panel blocking her account from anyone more attractive or like an upgrade from him. I could see a insecure fuckboy doing that. Camila always gets broken up with though by Sean, by Austin. The only person she broke up with is Fifth Harmony. I guess that worked out for her though. It's okay, Camila. You will find someone. Someone to call you Senorita, then Senora, then Abuelita. And I think Camila's hot as fuck. Like, why would someone not want to be with Camila? She's so talented she's funny she has that like down-to-earth personality those hips i mean that face the hair i feel like she's an underrated like like baddie i don't know she just doesn't like exploit herself on her instagram like that like take those really scandalous photos or i guess over sexualize herself too much in her music but camila Bell is fine as fuck so i know she'll be okay someone who i guess everyone wasn't sure they would be okay clearly is billy eilish I don't know if you guys heard this, but Billie Eilish's L.A. home became the center of some very unnecessary police action thanks to worried fans who were calling the police to go do a wellness check on Billie Eilish to see if she was in trouble this week. And there were a bunch of paparazzi photos of her house yesterday with a bunch of police cars surrounding it. I'm not even kidding. This news source um, says several Glendale PD squad cars and officers ascended on the home Wednesday afternoon. Law enforcement sources tell us they got a call to check on Billie Eilish's well-being. We're told when the cops got to the home, they were they made contact with one of the members of Billie's team and determined that everything was okay. So it appears someone maybe made a prank call. Billie Eilish was probably just sitting in her house trying to poop and enjoy herself. And then she hears goddamn police sirens. Damn, her flow is about to be irregular for weeks. And we know how important pooing is to her. If you didn't know, that's like her. She always says it's her favorite activity. So how dare people fuck that up? It's just so confusing to me because why now? Why are people worried about Billie Eilish now? And how did they even get her address? I feel like this is a trend right now, calling the police to see if your favorite celebrity is okay, like people just did to Britney. So it's like, did people see what happened to Britney and want to do it to Billy? Like, why would they think Billy is not okay right now? 
and not when she put out songs like Everything I Wanted, where the music video was her driving her car off a cliff into the ocean and then going down in the car and like dying. Or what about that song that's like, I want to end me? Were people not worried about it then? She's like, she's actually not threatening. She's actually not threatening to end it all right now. And now you guys want to be worried? They're like, oh, Billie Eilish seems happy? Uh, should we call the police? They're probably calling it on that suspicious boyfriend of hers, Jesse Rutherford, that sus 30-year-old. I would have given, if I called, if I was the prankster, I would have called and given specific instructions to go check on Billie Eilish because I'm worried about what a man by the name of Jesse Rutherford will do to her. So make sure you find him as well. But we cannot normalize calling the police to do wellness checks on your favorite celebrity if they haven't posted in a few days. Or like this can't be the new way of bullying your fave to put out new music. A part of me just feels like certain fandoms would literally call the police if their fave went too silent for too long and we weren't getting any music or something because that's the lengths that these fans will go. They're absolutely rabid and absurd. But in that case, maybe someone can do wellness check on Rihanna or Normani. But seriously, these celebrities are fine if they are not posting every single day. If Britney Spears doesn't post herself twirling with low-rise jeans on and smeared eyeliner every single day, that does not mean she is dead. So let's just do a little update on Britney. So did you guys hear that her friends and family, as in any distant family that she still talks to and her husband, Sam Asghari, they were planning an intervention for her? This is a whole fucking story. So this is what TMZ said. So apparently Britney Spears has been struggling with her mental health and substance abuse. And both problems are now dire enough that people closest to her planned an intervention. One source with regular contact to Britney told TMZ, I'm afraid she's going to die. Now, I'm not sure who that contact was, but whatever TMZ says, especially about established celebrities that they have built up really good sources with over the years, turns out to be true so i was really really confused by this whole thing i guess it could potentially make sense because britney is not on the conservatorship and now she has free range to use her money how she wants spend her day how she wants that could open up a lot of potential vices or bad avenues for her to go down but still it just seems so surprising because britney does seem i mean no even though she burned her own gym down by leaving a candle lit in it like she seemed like a pretty smart person when it comes to her health like she works out she seems to do yoga she's always talking about cooking and whatever healthy habits she's going on a rant about in her instagram comments like if one thing britney wants to do it's like be healthy for sure so they continued multiple sources with direct knowledge to tmz say that people around britney have become alarmed by her erratic volatile behavior girl when you mean for the past 10 years this is this is not a new thing. Did, did you see her at the VMAs in 2007? This is not a new thing, erratic behavior. We're told she's been taking meds that hype her up. Our sources has been saying that she's flying off the handle with increasingly regular with increasing regularity and she's not taking her medication that's supposed to stabilize her. If that medication to stabilize her is lithium, um, no doubt she's not going to take that again after she's been forced on it for 13 years. And yeah, I mean, she's definitely hyped up. She's twirling in her kitchen fast as fuck. I don't know how she does not have whiplash or some kind of neck problem from how much she's throwing her hair around. She's definitely a little bit off the handles. There's no denying that. She's more derailed than all of these trains are lately spewing these 
biohazardous substances into the air. But that doesn't mean that Brittany is not, you know, a capable woman of controlling her own life. She's just definitely an erratic woman all the time. And that's fine. All girls want to be like that. Erratic women like that. You know how I'm feeling inside. So TMZ continued and says that their sources say her manager rented a house in the L.A. area for several months. And the plan was to take an unsuspecting Brittany to the house where her husband, Sam Asgari, and her manager and an interventionist and doctors would be present in an attempt to convince her that she needed help. That's so interesting to me. And I guess that would maybe make sense because... People do think that Sam has been controlling her or has been up to something, but maybe he was controlling her in like a good way and we just didn't know, like trying to make her more stabilized and not maybe wind up in a conservatorship again, you know, trying to keep her like on the wraps. So I think that could be good if Sam was doing that. Other sources say that Brittany has been acting increasingly erratic um, around the house and she's everyone with her has grown more concerned. They say she's up all night and she sleeps during the day and has a lot of anger. I mean, that's literally me. <laughs> so what's wrong with that? Are you trying to say I need an intervention? Like, it's 3 a.m. when I'm recording this, and I just called Tory Lanes a bitch. Oh, my God, you guys. My Hinge profile that I made, I think, in December. Do you know how you can do that little audio section? You can give, like, a one-minute soliloquy to potential suitors so they can hear your voice or whatever. My little snippet on my account is me talking about how much I don't like Tory Lanez and how happy I am that he's in jail. Because <laughs> I made the profile the day after the uh, verdict came out. So I was just so happy. And I was like, this is the only thing on my mind. I have to talk about this. And it really deters people either very much for me or very much against me. But... Yeah, I, I I just randomly thought of that and I wanted to share you that uh, share that with you guys. I'm sorry I got derailed. Anyway, a spokesperson for the Ventura County Sheriff's Office told People in January, People the magazine, that deputies received multiple calls from fans concerned that Britney Spears had deleted her Instagram accounts. Bruh, she does that every other day and it really loses its effect after that. Like blocking someone if you're in a fight, it really loses its effect. You can you really have to save that card for when you really need that dramatic attention seeking moment. So she deletes her Instagram every single day. It no longer worries me at all. I actually if she didn't, that would worry me. So apparently fans were calling police to go check on Britney after all these reports that she's flying off the rails and the whole restaurant incident where she was speaking really manically and not making any sense. And then the deleted Instagram, the police officer said, out of an abundance of caution, we responded to her home to check on her well-being and determined that she was safe and she was in no danger. So that was the end of that story. I guess the fans can leave Brittany alone. And people were still not convinced because her fans are really never convinced. Like they will do anything for her. And it's actually quite impressive. I think the military or the Navy or whatever branch of the militia should really take notes on these fan armies and how hard they will go for their favorite artists. Like politicians need to start releasing albums because something about making music makes people do anything for you and will vote for you. So I don't know, maybe Joe Biden needs to come out with, with a, with a main pop girl era. I could see him in some booties and latex, you know, singing about how low he can drop it or whatever. I think it could really work for him for the next election coming up. 
But Britney Spears decided to put all of this to rest herself. And on her Instagram, she said that she is completely fine and she is alive and she's not even a clone because that was all the conspiracy theories going on that she's being photoshopped into photos. Her wedding was fake. She deleted her Instagram. Oh, my God. The new Britney is going to come out and she's not going to be like the old one. So she went on her Instagram and said, she's alive. She is all good. She was talking about, look at me, look at how happy I am in my kitchen. She was talking about her outfit that she had on and how happy it makes her. Very Britney, um, innocent stuff that she says on the reg. In her caption, she said, again, the conservatorship has been over for almost a year. No, folks, it's not 2007. It's 2023 and I'm making my first homemade lasagna at home. Oh, that's actually really cute for her saying that. Because the last time she got the cops called on her, that's when she got put into the conservatorship when she was actually on drugs in her house in 2007. So that's actually really cool that she said it's now 2007. It's 2023. That's super cute. Um, And then she continued and said, to know that any news outlet would say any of this about the intervention. This week in the news, it said that I almost died and that I have a manager and doctors. I don't even have a management team, nor will I ever again in my life. I don't have medical doctors. I take Prozac for depression and that's about it. Oh, she says, I'm very much alive and well. I'm here. I'm happy and I'm well. Oh, that makes me so like sad, but I guess happy at the same time. Because she's really just being herself on her Instagram. And what I what vibe I get from her is just a woman who is letting it all out and finally spending every single day exactly how she wants to, even if that means maybe making a little bit of a fool on herself on her Instagram or or fighting her family in the comment sections or dragging anyone that comes into contact with her in her captions. I just feel like she's finally letting loose and she's actually happy, but people just cannot leave her alone after the whole conservative conspiracy turned out to be true. And I want people to just let Britney post what she wants to feed us any content she wants and just enjoy it. And that is it. I think it's really cool that she sets boundaries for herself too. Like obviously telling her fans not to call the police on her anymore, telling um, news outlets what she would appreciate them saying about her and not saying about her. And I think it's just cool how she stood up for herself all of these years and she continues to do that in a surprisingly um, really smart and straightforward, like impactful way. And I'm not trying to like diss her or anything when I say smart. I'm just saying a lot of her captions seem to be very whimsical and all over the place. But when she does have a point to make, she really makes it very clear and tells people exactly what she wants them to either say about her or not say to her so i feel like what we can learn about a few of these celebrities having the police unnecessarily called on them to check on them and like invade their privacy is the importance of setting boundaries for people in our lives with how much they can invade our space and what they can and cannot do or say about you i think that's um super important because people in your own life can be super invasive or try to pry and just really cross the line and they'll use the ruse of, oh, I'm, I just want to check up on you. I'm worried about you. I have your best interest at heart. And they may, of course, but there is definitely a line that they are crossing and they might not see the boundary in the sand. And I think the boundaries are just important because people who don't have them could really end up getting exploited or taken advantage of by people who don't respect them. And I think Britney Spears is a great example of maybe not having boundaries in the past, but having them now. So I think that you should be clear with people with what they can 
and cannot do to you, say to you, uh, act like around you. I don't really have specific boundaries, but when someone does something that I don't like, I immediately call them out on it. And that's my way of setting the boundary just right there, right in that moment. So they'll understand the next time they think about saying that to me or doing that to me, they'll know exactly what's going to happen. And they know that they, they cannot. And I think that's the best way to just stomp out any fire of disrespect, just reacting the first time they say something. It doesn't have to be in a confrontational way, but just like, hey, I really don't like how you said that or came at me like that or doing something that made me uncomfortable. I maybe understand why you're thinking that, but please don't do it again. It can be something like that where it's still really soft and nice, but you're setting a really clear boundary in the line. So I think just being clear and immediate is really important because the more precise you can express your boundaries, the more likely your boundaries will be respected. So thank you, Britney Spears, for teaching us that. The next update I want to get into is with Sam Smith. So much crazy shit is always going on with Sam, but something wild that happened this week is that Sam Smith on video was verbally berated intensely, just absolutely attacked in New York, just walking down the street by this old white woman who was calling them every name in the book. The video is absolutely vile. So here's a recording of what Sam Smith was being called as they were just walking down the street in jeans and a jacket. You belong in hell. Sam Smith belongs in hell. You demonic, twisted, sick bastard. Leave the kids alone, you sick fucker. First record. Sam Smith is a pedophile. Groom in the kids! You sick motherfucker, Sam Smith! You're evil! In that video, Sam was just recording her with their phone. <laughs> like Sam probably posted it on their Instagram story and it was like daily routine. Getting absolutely destroyed by people in the street just for existing. But really, let's get into that statement made by that woman. She said Sam Smith is a pedophile. Where? Where was Sam being a pedophile at all? Fucking crazy that she would even say that. The leap in, like, the willingful cognitive dissonance to call Sam Smith a pedophile is beyond me. There's been no even ounce of that ever. And that's just a deep queer stereotype. And the biggest... Um, weapon they try to use against gay people is comparing the sexuality of being gay to the unfortunate habit of being a, a a p word they try to compare the two as if they're somewhat comparable to just associate gay people with that so they are so they could be seen as illegal or something awful do you know what i'm saying so that's just very deep-rooted homophobia there but the entitlement of these people to throw out to throw out accusations like that the biggest accusations ever is just insane. Old white people like that are narcissistic as fuck and terrorize everyone on the street who is not exactly like them. The straight white people have always had this world built for them. And Sam, I would say, was literally groomed to be their perfect little choir boy back in the day. And they just ate Sam up back then when they were singing Stay With Me and just wearing those cute little tuxes and doing whatever they wanted. And now they're like, oh, you're being yourself? we hate you and we are going to try to destroy you because now that they see that this world that's always been built for them is being ripped away from them as young people are expressing themselves and not playing by their rules anymore. And 
I mean, just like Sam and they don't want to see their world being torn away from them or, you know, the world that they're used to changing because it always worked for them and always made them feel comfortable. And I would be very scared if I was Sam. I feel like Sam's life is actually in danger sometimes because we see what happens to trans people or I guess under that whole trans umbrella of non-binary we see what happens to them and it's not a fucking joke. So I didn't see a bodyguard in that video, but Sam truly needs like three and I volunteer tribute. I will be that bodyguard. Give me an excuse to get up there and let me at him. Cause I will go crazy. If anyone tries to lay a finger on Sam motherfucking Smith, I just have such a, like a soft spot for them because I see myself so much in them and I see the love in them. And I don't know. Sam's really putting their life on the line to be themselves sometimes. And they're kind of like some figurative, like Sam is on the figurative front line of the battle for the current war on gender expression and the LGBTQ. And I just think Sam needs more protection and it makes me so sad seeing what Sam is going through. Hmm. And I feel like there's a double meaning in Sam's new song. I'm not here to make friends. Because while I love it and I think it's a bop, I think it's a really cool double entendre, right? Because, yeah, the song is about just wanting to hook up with someone and not wanting to be friend-zoned by them. But I think it could also be like, I'm not here to appease you or be who you want me to be. I'm not here to make friends. I'm here to be me. And I think that's super cool. And I think Sam has spent so much time evolving and learning about themselves and, you know, trying all the crayons in the crayon box to see what feels the best for them and they finally found that and now they're getting absolutely burned at the stake but as you know if you're not living a life that would get you burned at the stake in the 1970s then you're not living right and sam smith is definitely doing that and a great example so i think what we can learn from this is that you should play with all the crayons in the crane box and not be afraid to try any expression that you think could maybe be one that fits you or not be afraid to dive into certain parts of yourself that you've always thought internally like, oh, that's not me. I'm not that type of person. I'm not non-binary. I'm not this. I'm not even the smallest percentage gay. I'm not someone who would wear that. I'm not someone who would sing that or go there. I encourage you to try all those things until one day you know yourself so well that you are, could like that's where real confidence comes from just knowing yourself so fucking well that you're so comfortable that even if you're getting blatantly yelled at in the street and people are trying to convince you that you're going to hell for all of eternity you're going to burn there and what you're doing is so unholy and so evil like you must be brainwashed i i can help you i can save you blah 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 you know yourself so well that you don't care what others are saying and you can just confidently walk by them and see them spewing all that hate at you but still be confident in yourself so what i'm just saying is know thyself so you don't have to take in anyone else's opinion about you and i think those people are mad because sam is just doing what they never got to do back in their day and they will never be brave enough to do so
Okay, so I just want to get into some conspiracy theories right now that I feel like are very relevant to the world uh, and just things that are happening. These conspiracy theories are really living on in the present day polis and structure of pop culture. So I think it's just okay to call them out because they're still happening. So I don't know if you know, but today is the pop legends, Ava Max's birthday, pop princess herself. As you know, I love her so much. She's one of my favorite artists. Her new album is everything to me. She's such a bad bitch cunt and she deserves more credit. But there's a few celebrities, including Ava Max, who lie about how old they are. And people are starting to catch on in really funny ways. So one of the biggest conspiracy theories is that people like Ava Max, Beyonce, and Mariah Carey all lie about their age and are not the age that we've thought they've been this whole time. So Ava Max claimed to be celebrating her 29th birthday today. 29, yeah, maybe that's a little older than you thought. But if you think about it, she was 24 when Sweet But Psycho got big, and that was five years ago. So it's like, oh my God, yeah, I guess she's 29. Isn't it, doesn't it suck how fast time goes by? You're like, no, I want my pop girls to stay in their 20s forever. Not that like being 30 is old, but y- you know what I'm saying. Anyway, she's 29, apparently. and But people actually think that she's either 30 or 31. Now, people have been saying this for years based on a few pieces of evidence that have come from like random threads on the internet or really random um, like Reddit posts of people who claiming to know her, claiming that she is actually older. But the reason that they say she lied is kind of the same reason that any celebrity would lie about their age, especially a pop female singer, is because they want to prolong their career and... So she lied about her. She started this lie when Sweet But Psycho came out to try to sell herself to, you know, people in college or people in high school even. Like one of her, her next music video after Sweet But Psycho was her in high school dancing with students about like feeling insecure, blah, blah, blah. You know, all all that bullshit that they sell to high schoolers. You know, the quote that Taylor Swift has said before, Um, she's very open about how She's not afraid of aging. She's just doesn't like how female stars get treated as they age. She said, We do exist in this society where women in entertainment are discarded in an elephant graveyard by the time they're 35. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Taylor. She says, As I'm reaching 30, I'm like, I want to work really hard while society is still tolerating me being successful. Exactly. And she's absolutely right. So even lying about a year or two or three could really push your career uh, just back more and give you more time to be successful, as sad as it may sound. So Ava Max says she's 29, but people think she's either 30 or 31. And now it seems like someone has found pretty solid proof of her lying because they went back to an old post of her from 2022 where she told everyone her three big signs in astrology which you should really not do if you're trying to lie about your age because that would absolutely expose you based on the signs so she said that her three uh signs are aquarius virgo and capricorn but those signs don't match up for her birthday that she says is 1994 but they do match up for a birthday that would be in 1993 which would mean she is turning 30 this year so it seems like according to her astrology chart, she 100% is lying about her age. That must be such an exhausting lie to keep up, though, because you literally have to tell everyone forever that you are a year younger than you say you are. That would be really confusing. And that'd be a really easy secret to accidentally slip, which also happened to our next star that I want to talk about, um, Beyonce. 
So, I don't know if you've heard this before, but Beyonce really be lying about her age out here. And not just by one year, but, like, by three or four. And I think Beyonce is really savvy when it comes to the industry. And she knew exactly what she was doing by starting this whole lying about her age thing. She knew she had longevity within her. And she knew she could appeal to a large audience for a long time. So, I think even back like before Destiny's Child days, she started this whole lie about her age to maybe be closer to like her sister or be closer to the girls in her group so she didn't seem astray from them or didn't seem like the older one. She needed to seem young and hip for as long as she possibly could. So we think Beyonce is 41 right now, but people think she's either 44 or maybe 43, 45 because it seems like she's been caught in this lie many times. Because like I said, it'd be kind of, easy to slip up i for one forget my own age all the time um i don't know how i do that the whole year when i was 21 i thought i was 22 and i would tell people i was 22 even guys i was like dating like i was like oh my god i'm about to accidentally make this guy have like a james charles moment if i forget my age again am i am am i gonna say I'm, i'm 17 on accident like I would always just forget my age, which is really concerning because that's a quite easy number to remember. But it's also just something easy to get wrong or slip up if you potentially need to lie about it. So her dad seems to be uh, exposing the secret over and over again because in the past, her dad said that Beyonce was the same exact age as Pink and Usher because they were saying that Pink and Usher were also like trying out for some contest or starting in the business or whatever around the same time that Beyonce was. And this was when Usher and Pink were 14. So if Beyonce and Usher and Pink were all the same age, let me go look up Usher's age. Usher's 44. So, oh my God, isn't that like, oh, like really? Like that's so weird. Oh my god, when you Google Pink, the singer doesn't come up. The the store comes up. That's so funny. Pink isn't relevant enough. Um, Pink is about to turn 44. She's 43 right now. So, mm, if, you know, they're all the exact same age, Mr. Mich- uh, Matthew Knowles, I feel like he really exposed her there. Beyonce be lying about her age to prolong her career, you guys. Something else a little crazy is that Gabrielle Union, iconic actress, said that Beyonce and Gabrielle were friends since they were teenagers. But guess what? Gabrielle Union is nine years older than Beyonce, allegedly. If we're going by what Beyonce tells us, then they would be nine years older. So were they friends when they were like 11 and 19? Uh, Probably not. So, yeah, that would be weird and, like, illegal and gross. So, definitely not. But if Beyonce was actually three years older, then maybe they could have been, you know, in the... Somehow the same circles more closely, if that makes sense. Like, maybe she could have been 19 while Beyonce was 14. Do you know what I'm saying? So, I don't know. Seems like another person really exposed Queen Bee out here. And then one year, her mom posted an Instagram photo for her birthday. (laughs) And she got her age wrong in the birthday post. She's about to blow the fucking secret on Instagram. Um, Tina Tina Knowles or Tina Lawson said, 39 years ago, you came into my life. And I know without a shadow of a doubt that God sent you. But that was on Beyonce's alleged 38th birthday. That was what narrative Beyonce was pushing to us at that time. Not her 30th. Ninth, so then her mom had to go back into the Instagram app and edit it to say 
38 and now that app will forever say edited on the well sorry now that post will now forever say edited on that post which is so like thank god that update came out before that or she just would have had to keep that and then face the illuminati wrath of what beyonce would do to her because i could see beyonce you know cutting out her own mom even if she needed to beyonce is gonna trim the fat from her life and she don't care who you are she will kick you off you were gonna expose her career uh even more a news anchor named brianna goladriga said that her said that her and beyonce went to high school together for two years but beyond but brianna is apparently five years older than her so you're wouldn't go to high school together at all for someone for two years, but you would go to high school with someone for two years if you're only two years older than them. Mm. So I think it's quite obvious that Beyonce is also lying about her age. And I think it's worked out for her. I think she's definitely appealed to a younger audience for a longer time. And sometimes I look at Beyonce and I'm like, Hmm, she's only 41. She's been in this business for a really, really, really long time. So, and I mean, she looks young as fuck. Obviously she looks literally amazing and perfect and beautiful but i just sometimes question but i think it's worked out for her and the secret hasn't been fully blown and exposed the ndas are working it's good for her someone else who's lying about their age is mariah carey but she's more upfront about lying about it she directly tells us basically that um she's just not gonna tell us mariah carey doesn't have birthdays she has anniversaries of her 12th birthday what a fucking psychopath she literally to this day will put candles on her cake that are the letter 12 not fuck the letter 12 the number 12 that are the number 12 on her cake people really underestimate how much of a fucking comedian she is and mariah carey isn't a comedian where she just tells like one joke and it's over a second later she 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 tells jokes that are lifelong she is running with this joke until she will fucking die and she will never give it up and she's that kind of comedian like she's constantly doing bits her whole life is a bit. She is camp. The whole diva act. She just thinks it's fucking funny. Mariah Carey is a camp legend and people need to give her more credit for that. I think she actually might be the single funniest star we have. The way she does the whole I don't know her bit. She knows exactly what she's doing. <laughs> she's so hilarious. And she just needs more credit. And the fact that she won't tell us her age. So some websites online say that she was born in 1969, like Wikipedia and IMDb. While others say that she was born in 1970. Some of them just don't know. So they literally put both that she was either born in 1969 or 1970. We do not know because she has never told us. She will not tell us. She does not acknowledge time as she says. So truly, we have no idea. There's people from her high school administration's office who say she was born in 1969, but then the New York Times says she was born in 1970. Her mom says she was born in 1970. Then she took it back and said 1969, but then they got it mixed up. We truly do not know, but she's timeless to me, so it does not matter. But I just think that's so fucking funny. And the whole lying about your age conspiracy theory, I think is 100% true. In my mind, Ava Max is 30, Beyonce is 44, and Mariah Carey is probably the older age, because like, let's be honest. She's probably the older age. So, I, so 1969, how old would that make someone? 54? Yeah, wow. I mean, she looks amazing. Anyway, something else I didn't want to talk about is that TikTok recently came out and admitted that they do artificially give people views on their app. They said that the button within the TikTok headquarters is called heated button. And you can give a creator the heated button if you want their video to go viral, uh, basically artificially, but it won't 
say sponsored. It won't say paid partnership or anything. It will just suddenly pop up on everyone's for you page and they can kind of like manufacture a star like that. So people were coming out in the last month as they learned that the heated button is a thing and expressing how annoyed they are for that and how TikTok is supposed to be a place where anyone can get famous and it's supposed to the for you page supposed to be catered to what you actually want, not this bullshit that's being pushed down our throat. And I just want to talk about this because I was kind of like in a meeting with one of my TikTok um, people that I know. I forgot what his title is or like what he like technically does. But I can't talk about this on TikTok. So I have to talk about it in my podcast. And it's basically like he told me one day in one of our TikTok meetings that I shouldn't say anything bad about any other TikTokers in my account because it wouldn't it would just wouldn't look good. So I was like, oh, okay. And he couldn't explain to me why. But it kind of seems like an ominous threat, kind of. He was like, you cannot talk about any TikTokers in a bad way. Because I do be talking about celebrities in a bad way sometimes. So he was like, please refrain from doing that or else it won't be good. And I was like, oh, God, okay. So I'm going to have to talk about this on here. But I've always had this theory that, like, the Demilios are an industry plan. And they were basically heated throughout the first, like, two years of their career on TikTok. And I just feel like tiktok pushed them to be this artificial star so my conspiracy theory is that the Demili the demilios are not um organically famous and like remember how in 2019 2020 tiktok got exposed for their outlines for or their guidelines for who they would put on the for you page like a certain type of person an article literally came out where someone at tiktok said like yeah the algorithm will push you more if you're skinny, if you look like you're rich, wearing a nice outfit, uh, if you're pretty, you're attractive. All of these crazy things that said they would push someone a certain way. So I feel like TikTok, like they wanted to cater this image to themselves and they needed a face of the app. Because I feel like other apps TikTok learned from like YouTube think of the faces of youtube you may think of like shane dawson or david dobrik and now they're like really disgraced or even older people who are now very disgraced from youtube like tiktok wanted to choose a very family friendly face of their app so who better to choose than the whole family the d'amelio family where the dad is a politician so you know maybe there's some sway or nepotism there who better to choose as a family friendly face is these two innocent basic sweet girls who don't really say anything ever to be the faces of your app. And I feel like just with how TikTok got exposed for putting certain people on the for you page and then blowing up the Demilios, it just all makes sense to me that they are the chosen artificial family friendly face of the TikTok app because I've talked about it on here. I'm like, I don't get why the Demilios are famous. They never say anything interesting or do anything interesting. Like I don't see how people are so interested in their lives enough to watch a reality show i get why people think that they're cute and they love their dance videos and blah 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 but their level of fame just seemed very odd to me like they seem like someone who would have followers but no really like stands if that makes sense so i think they were heated as kind of like a business mission for tiktok because tiktok's like whole slogan and their whole uh like motto that they tell to their users is that TikTok is a platform where anyone can get famous, even if you're just the most basic people who were from a suburban town and you're a random preteen or young teenager. And that's exactly who they want to use their app. So I feel like the Demilios were just the perfect people to fill in that 
whole. And me coming up with this conspiracy theory is basically me just like trying to explain to myself why they're even famous in the first place. But as the heated button was exposed, that's just what I wanted to say about that. I think they're industry plants. All right. Well, classes is mess. I hope you had an amazing time listening and liked all the tea and the drama. Um, it was so fun to prepare. I feel like this whole day, I felt like the day just went by so fucking fast. Like I felt really underprepared for this episode going in, but I still think it turned out pretty well. The day has never really gotten away from me like it did today. I'm usually so on top of everything. Even like my diet, I was like slipping up on today. I'm usually very like a, a militant, like robot-like person with what I have to get done. So the fact that I did not do that today, I was like, damn, like I'm kind of a flop. I was pretty understanding though to myself, like I wasn't beating myself up over it. I'm I'm better at like being more gentle with myself now if things don't go my way or I don't do what I wanted to. So I'm glad that I'm more like that uh, now. And I think that's a good practice just to have in life. So this weekend, if things don't go your way, if things don't work out how you want to, be gentle with yourself. Talk to yourself how you would if you're your own best friend. Be like, okay, I get why that happened because you were go- doing this or going through this. And it just really makes you have like a surprising level of empathy for yourself that you think you would have all the time, but we do get very hard on ourselves. But anyway, make sure you write this podcast, five star Spotify, Apple podcast, leave a cute little review. Uh, please go follow my Snapchat show unfiltered pop on Snapchat. I want it to just get some followers. So the people I'm working with will see that it'll do good. So uh, please follow it unfiltered pop. It would mean the most. And yeah, I will see you guys on Friday. Okay. Bye. Prime Day is coming July 11th and 12th with two days of epic deals exclusively for Prime members. You'll feel like a winner. Behind door number three is amazing deals. Deals from electronics to decor. It's on Prime Day. Get ready to experience the rhythm and entertainment of Las Vegas on the top 10 of Canela Music with a top selection of Latin artists performing this summer in the entertainment capital of the world. Watch free on Canela Music. Download the app. Presented by Las Vegas. It's 2023 and you're still looking for a baseball podcast? What's up, party people? Danny Vietti here from the Wake and Rake podcast. Yes, I know the name of our show, Freaking Rocks. Join World Series champion Will Middlebrooks and I as we banter about the best of the best from Major League Baseball, including power rankings. One of the best players of all time. Headlines. Solidifies a dynasty. And special guests. Reese Hoskins. Stro Show. Jose Trevino. Listen and or watch every episode of the Wake and Rake podcast, available on all your favorite listening platforms and the all-new Believe Sports channel.